Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Cafe Chocolat in downtown DC. I had no experience when I started four years ago. And if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. The podcast finally has a home on the web at ristrettotime.com. R-I-S... T-R-E-T-T-O time, T-I-M-E dot com. Sorry, stratotime.com. And uh, the reason why I decided to set up a website is because I wanted to make sure that I gave you, the listeners, a way to provide feedback, to communicate back, uh, and also to let me know if there are things you want me to talk about, there are questions that you have, uh, issues that you're running into, and want a second opinion. Um, I would gladly love to uh, to help out. So it's also a good way to uh, provide feedback. So again, ristretotime.com. All right, welcome to our first episode of starting and running your own coffee shop or coffee bar. Um, I'll just dive right in. The first episode, I've decided to make it more a little bit of a background on what my experience is how that helped me or hindered me in the process, what the concept initially was, what it ended up being, um, how that helped the process or or extended it or allocated it, um, and some of the difficulties that that we faced. So this is more of a a quick recap, kind of the history of Café Chocolat, and then on uh, future episodes, we'll dive into details Uh, whether it is operations, whether it is supply chain stuff, whether it is, you know, dealing with landlords. Um, I'll bring in some people that have a lot of experience in this area. I'll also talk about the experiences that I had. Uh, And again, you know, the goal of this podcast is to give you, if you've ever wanted to run your shop, um, as much ammo as possible, and if you just want to learn what what this world is all about, then um, we want to give you a, at least a, a, a quick peek into, you know, the the business of coffee. Question number one that I get asked: How did Cafe Chocolat start, and why did you start it? So I started Cafe Chocolat. Um, as it was always in the back of my mind. Um, but, um, the first time I actually put pen on paper was, I want to say maybe about, uh, five years and ago, five, five and a half years ago. And I started it after I decided to just kind of say, you know what, I'm going to go with it. Um, after I read the book, the Republic of tea, uh, I'm sure some of you are familiar with the brand, with the tea brand. The book is actually written by the people that launched the company in the early nineties. Um, and the company was founded by the couple that started Banana Republic, uh, made it big and then sold it to Gap. After they sold that to Gap, they started the Republic of Tea. Um, after a chance encounter they had on a flight with a um, very impressionable young man who ended up being their partner in the business and, and uh, ended up being the person who was uh, running the business for them. Um, and the, the fascinating thing about that book is that it basically lays out the blueprint on how to start a business. I mean, it, it, it's, it's there, it's, it's almost like a, a memoir slash manual on how the Republic of Tea started. Uh, they have drawings there of 
packaging. They have drawings there of what the brand should look like and what their thought process on product lines, their thought process on, you know, even what the customer experience should be like and, and what it is that they were going after. So it's, it's a really, really good book if you're interested in understanding how the process of starting a business is. And if you actually want to start one, you know, they, you have a blueprint ready right there. And what I've noticed is after, after reading that book, I looked into some uh, other tea businesses uh, and how they started. And it seems to me like they either followed the same process or at some point they had picked up this book as well. Whether it's Honesty, whether it's Sweet Leaf, they all kind of revolved around the same theme, um, which, which seemed like it was taken out of the books, um, out of this book from uh, The Republic of Tea. Anyway, so once I saw how they had decided to put things on paper, I started putting my own thoughts on paper on what the concept should be like. Initially, uh, I thought it was going to be, or I wanted it to be a chocolate and wine experience, uh, but then it started getting way too complicated, way too messy, specifically with liquor licenses and and, and things like that, and then you had to it just it it required a lot of expertise you had to sell two completely different types of products um and it it became very very complicated uh so uh, based on that i also realized that the this type of business had to be a business that was dependent on traffic right and the only way to increase traffic is to add uh, revenue streams to add product lines and coffee is definitely one of those things. Uh, so it evolved into from a wine and chocolate pairing concept to um, evolved into you know adding coffee there and and as we added coffee there, um, we decided to you know focus on what we knew how to do best and that's you know hot chocolate and iced chocolate and that's really kind of like the main thing that um, uh, the shop was was known about. Another question I get asked all the time is what kind of experience do you need to be able to effectively run a coffee shop or start a coffee shop? I mean, you have to, the answer to that is you, you, you have to have some organizational experience, right? I think that's key. Um, you also have to be organized in terms of not just managing the workforce, but also in terms of managing the product line, managing the supply chain. Ultimately, you know, the service industry is a supply chain industry, right? Uh, you make money by, you know, bringing the products in, being able to use it on time and, you know, putting out a product that's of very high quality so that you can increase you know, uh, inventory turnover, right? Um, and you can increase product turnover. So, so that's, that's really the formula there. That's how you succeed. Um, and, and what you do is you need to start with the right products. Um, I did not have any experience at all in terms of running a coffee shop. I didn't know how to make coffee. Um, uh, the first, really the first time I used an espresso machine was, uh, when I met with the, with the coffee supplier and I said, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, how do I use this espresso machine? Because I'm going to hire people who, you know, are going to do this, but I should at least know how to do this, right? So I don't, I mean, it wasn't detrimental to me. Now, uh, you know, how I overcame um, that challenge was I decided I needed to, I gave myself a week to become somewhat proficient in being able to make all kinds of coffees, right? So I locked myself up at the shop 
for a week from like 8 a.m. to like 9 p.m. And all I did was make coffee. Uh, I would pretend that I had a line out the door and people were throwing me all kinds of orders. So I'd make cappuccinos and whatever. And and then I also uh, focused on... You know, as I was doing all of this, I said, you know, I I have to learn how to do like a basic lata art thing, right? Um, it's it's a requirement, especially in if you if you have like a, a third wave wave uh, coffee chain or a coffee shop where people come in because you're the expert in coffee, right? And that's how uh, that's how people interpret sometimes what a good barista is and what a bad barista is, whether they can make lata art or not. Um, Although I, I, you know, generally that's the case, but, you know, sometimes I've seen, I've seen some amazing barita, baristas who cannot do very well lots of art, right, are not very, like, artistically inclined, but, man, they will make you the same cortado all the time with the right parameters and very analytical about it, right? So, in any case, um, the answer to that is you don't necessarily need to have experience, uh, but you need to have the ability to learn quickly what everybody's work is and also have to have the desire and the willingness to do everything else, everything that you ask your people to do, right? You should know every, you should know how to do everything in that shop. If Even if you have to open a week later or whatever it is, you should put that into your plan. You need to. You don't have to be the expert at it, but you need to know because you can't manage people effectively if you don't understand their job, right? Um, and and by me locking myself up for a week at the shop, um, I was able to and and kind of run in scenarios in my head. Um, I was also able to kind of understand what would happen if there's ten people in line, right? What would happen if like one person throws something at you and then they keep changing the order while everybody else is getting frustrated, and uh, you know, um, and that way it also helps you kind of um, organize the team in a certain way that workflow works best. Uh, I think it's really important to not take this lightly. Sometimes I've, I've seen other people do this where they're like, well, I'm only going to hire experienced people and they'll know what to do. I have worked with people who have years of experience in coffee uh, who have surprised me at the lack of organizational ability or lack of just kind of even um, just, just, just thinking on the spot, right? So you can't rely 100% on the people that you hire doing the right thing. You, you, you know, the buck stops with you. So you don't need the, you don't have to have the experience, but you need to be willing to put in the work to gain that experience as soon as possible. Another question I, keep, I get asked is, how'd you come up with a name? Or why did you choose such a generic name? I mean, Coffee Chocolat is a, is a very generic name. Um, there are tons of theories on, you know, how effective a name is. There's theories about having certain letters in there, like the Spanx lady, uh, the lady that launched uh, Spanx seems to think that, you know, the the sound K, the K sound, the K sound, you know, is prevalent in all of the biggest brands. So she decided, you know, that was it. And, and she thinks that's what really made her brand. I actually tend to think the most effective names are names that, you know, don't that that 
that basically tell people what it does, right? Like, think of Shake and Bake. Um, I love that name. Think of, um, you know, Scrubbing Bubbles. Like, you know what that is. Think of, uh, you know, just, I mean, there's, there's tons of names out there that are very, very descriptive. And I love that because you already, it already tells you exactly what the product is. At the end of the day, you know, I look at products as tools, right? Like you have a need, you need a tool and this is the tool. And if you name that tool, basically what it does, you know, um, then then it kind of makes the process easy. And Cafe Chocolat, to me, um, was very, very, was was a no-brainer, right? I, I, I didn't even have to spend time thinking about it because at the end of the day, I wanted people to know that this, that there's coffee here, right? And the other thing with the cafe part, and the other thing is I wanted people to know that this is chocolate. Now, what was important about where I spend most of my energy at was not necessarily the coffee, but the perception, right? The positioning. I, it didn't matter to me what people came in to buy. I don't care if they came in to buy just cookies. I wanted them to come out of the shop thinking this is a chocolate shop. Um, and, and to me, that was the most important thing. I don't care. I mean, I had people in there that only came in for the espresso, but when you ask them where they got the espressos, they, they would always say chocolate shop. And the reason for that to me was because you know, positioning is, is you know, in, in, from a marketing standpoint, right? Uh, positioning is, is being able to gain mental distribution, right? And, and the, the brands that always resonate with you are the ones that are always top of mind. You can't be top of mind if you are a coffee shop when there's a million coffee shops out there. You have to be the best of the best of the best of the best, or you, or you have to be, you know, the one that kind of you know, ticked all the marks, right? Uh, to be the favorite one when it comes to a coffee shop. But when there's chocolate shops, there's really like a handful of them in town, right? So the consideration set is really, really small. And and when I, if, if people were to say, well, this is a coffee shop, there's a million of them. Where'd you get this? I got it at a coffee shop and it's a million coffee shops. But if you said, I got it at a chocolate shop, there's only like two or three you can think about. So that was where I spent most of my energy with. But I, you know, in terms of naming, you know, I like very descriptive names and I think it's really, really important. And I've read that in a lot of the coffee books. Um, it's really, really important to let people know exactly that you have coffee, right? That that, that is a coffee shop. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a no brainer to me. So I, I hope that, um, helps answer the question. Another question that comes up pretty often, specifically for people who want to think about the process, how long it takes, right? Um, is how long did it take me from the moment I decided to do to open the shop until I opened it? It took roughly, I want to say maybe a year and a half. Um, because, you know, the, just the construction part of it took a long time. It's about nine months, right? But you also have to figure in, you know, going out there, prospecting different spaces, um, going through the negotiation part with the landlords. I mean, all of that kind of adds, adds to the process itself. Um, I read somewhere that when you think of opening a shop, you, it, it will take double the amount of time and double the amount of money that you thought it was going to uh, take. And, and honestly, on my side, um, I can say that was right on point. I thought it was only going to take about six to seven months to open the shop and it, it 
ended up being, you know, a year and a half. Um, so, and, and in terms of money, you know, it, it really, <laughs> you know, it was right on point. It's a double the amount of money I thought it was going to take. Now, I also chose my concept to be kind of upscalish, right? So I went for the most expensive, you know, or I shouldn't say most expensive, but but some of the expenses like I I went for I didn't I didn't skimp on details. Let's just let's just put it that way. Um, and then you know the other question is how long how much does it take? Um, how much money does it take to open a coffee shop? I think it depends on your concept, right? Um, there are two two main factors I would say you know, that dictate how much money are you going to spend on the coffee shop. One is the size, right? The, the, the size of the, of the concept, um, you know, depending on square footage, right? Because if you have to, let's say, put flooring and, and all that stuff, the bigger it is, generally rule of thumb is the more money it's going to take, right? Counter, space, you know, things like that. Um, and the other thing is, um, depends on, you know, the the style that you have right something that if you're trying to go for a more upscale thing then you're going to have to use more upscale materials it's and you can't you can't just cheapen the product and try to make it look expensive right uh because it's not going to it's it's not going to translate you know what you the vision that you had in your head um it's not going to translate with with uh cheap products so that's um that's that generally a coffee shop will run you somewhere between, I don't know, $60,000 or $50,000 to three hundred and fifty and up, right? Depending on, on what it is that you want it to do. If you want to just literally a small joint, like a small coffee bar, no frills, you know, you can get a coffee machine for like, you can get, a, um, you know, one of the Marzocos for like a two-group Marzocco, you can get it for, I don't know, $15,000, right? And then you'll add maybe a refrigerator, a freezer in there. Those you can get for about two three $3,000 each. Um, let's say a brewer. A brewer will probably run you somewhere between, you know, one and a half to $3,000. Um, so you can, you, literally, you can buy all the equipment for about 30000 bucks. Uh, for thirty thousand bucks, you'll get most of the equipment in there, unless you're looking for, you know, some open space refrigerators and things like that. Drink refrigerators can be really expensive. They can run, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand um, dollars. So you you can you can run a sh- you can start a shop with I want to say probably about fifty thousand dollars, and or even have. Uh, a few thousand left for uh, working capital. But at the end of the day, um, when you actually do a lot of the math, you have to, you cannot just think of, I think it would be a mistake to just think of how much you need in equipment and and in installation, right? Um, and, And in furniture and not plan to have at least six months of working capital. Um, so that you can run the shop because you're not going to make money. Uh, you're not going to make money the first year. You might or might not break break even uh, the second year. I mean, it depends on on traf- on on uh, the traffic, and it also depends on location. It depends on you know your prices as well, and depends on how you run the shop. If you're working there by yourself, obviously you'll be able to save money if you're running it with your family. But if you are just going to 
be the manager, you know, um, and you're or or you'll have to pay somebody to do the managing for you. You know, that money can run out pretty quick. Um, so it'll take rule of thumb. It'll take double the time and double the money that you thought. All right. So now we're on to the last question for uh, this uh, intro episode. Um, what's the most important thing to have when you decide to go on this journey? Um, and, and that's a very good question. Um, the most important thing that you need to have on your side, obviously besides money and time, um, is you need to have the support of your close group, right? If you are married, you need your wife or your husband or, you know, significant other uh, to support you 100%. It's going to be bumpy. It's going to be rough. There's going to be situations where, you know, if, if you're like me, where money is going to be an issue, there's going to be situations where staff is going to be an issue. Machines are going to break. You're going to be working, you know, long hours, and you need all the support you are going to get. Uh, because if you are having issues at work and then you come home and you don't, you know, your partner just doesn't doesn't see the value in what you're doing um, or is not supportive 100%, it's just going to make a life hell, you know? And it's really, really hard to, to run... Uh, a business. I mean, any business is going to be very, very demanding if you don't have a good support network. So that's extremely important. So before you even dive in, you want to make sure that everybody in your close group is behind you. Um, from my experience, you know, I I was lucky enough that my wife supported me a hundred percent. And sometimes I wonder why, but you know, uh, because. Honestly, there were times where if she would have said, you know what, it's time for you to give up, uh, she would have been right. Um, uh, she would have been, you know, 100% right to, to do that. But um, but you're also going to get a lot of people that are going to say, you know, what you're doing is stupid and that you should get a real job and, and things like that. And I can tell you this from my experience, um, I wouldn't trade what I did as difficult as it was, you know, for anything. It's probably the most the most fun I've had in my life and it was probably the most fun project um, I've had to do. Um, and even from a professional standpoint, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time uh, studying marketing. I've spent a lot of time working in marketing in different companies, different sizes, global, whatever, um, at different levels. But I really was able to use everything that I know and really think hard about it when I decided to open the shop, right? Um, because it required every single drop of knowledge and energy that I had uh, to dedicate to this project. Like, I could not fail. This is my money, right? Um, I mean, you look at even companies that, that, we, that we look up to, right? Like companies like Google and Amazon. Think of how many products they've launched and, and how many projects they've had that they have failed, right? And it's okay for them to do that because it's just money is just a never-ending resource. Um, if they need some, they can just go to the market. They can go to their, you know, VC people and whatever. But if you're running your own shop, this is your life savings. Um, there's no 
margin for error. Uh, so you have you so you you'll be, you know, using every single ounce of knowledge you had uh, you have to make sure that things turn out in your favor. So um, yeah, you need all the support you can get. You need a good support network. You need a lot of friends uh, to support you and a lot of people that kind of believe in your vision and push you that way because you're going to need that. There's going to be some rough patches when you get into this journey, whether it's a coffee shop or any type of business. All right, well, here we are at the end of uh, this episode. Um, I've had a lot of fun answering a lot of these questions. These are some really good questions, but, um, you know, there's going to be some more deep dives in future segments. I'm looking forward to bringing some people with uh, similar experiences or different experiences from mine. Uh, So you guys can get as much of a wide view of what it is to you know, own a coffee shop, start it, we'll dive into the details on how to deal with landlords, how to deal with, you know, banks, where do you get some of the financing, um, some tips, tricks, things that I've used, you know, myself, um, and things that other people have used and how they've done it. So tune in, I look forward to uh, the next episodes of starting and owning your own coffee shop. All right. Bye till next time.